Hello folks, welcome back to the RLS podcast. We are on episode 35 um, and another solo episode with a topic that I've I've kind of I've really been wanting to speak about this for a while, but it is it is a subject that is probably it's a little bit out of my lane. I'm not gonna lie. Um it's something that I've more just kind of recently been like delving into and really and really thinking about. And I read a book recently called The The Psychology of Money, and my coach has kind of been speaking about this a little bit more as well. Being a self-employed business owner, um, money is very much at the forefront of my mind a lot. Um, how to save money, how to spend money, tax, um, all these kind of things. And as like as a self-employed business owner, very much there is an opportunity to it's, money is like it's it's something you think about a lot, and there's a lot of scarcity around it because within six months you could be bust. Um, it's not just a case of like making money week on week. Um, and there, there's, it's hard to say there is security, but there's also not a lot of security in your job. Um, you've got to kind of make it work pretty well. But that wasn't, wasn't the issue. It wasn't the logistics of money. It was the mindset around money. It's the mindset about like, well, basically I called this podcast, how to live your rich life. Um, and if you're listening right now and you're like, I honestly couldn't be asked about getting rich. That's not what it's about. It's about being able to actually figure out what it feels like to actually, for you, to feel rich. Because guess what? It's, it's not a million in the bank. It's not even 100K in the bank. It's not even 50K in the bank. Your rich life is going to look very different to someone else's rich life. And again, when I say the word rich, I'm not actually referring all to money right now. I will dive into a couple little tips around like how to deal with the mindset of money, how to deal with scarcity of money, how to deal with savings, how to how to just how to look at money in a quite um what's the word subjective way, um, and hopefully allow you to maybe step out of this mindset of constantly thinking about money, constantly thinking about oh shit, I've, I need to spend money on this, I need to spend money on that. I'll kind of touch on materialism a little bit. Um, I'll touch on like budgeting. I'll touch on a couple of the little tactics that I've used. And yeah, by the way, I'm, I'm nowhere near an expert on this. Not even, not even close. I'm just going to basically talk about my experiences, the things that I've learned um, through kind of owning my own business and talk about something. Well, what, what I kind of delved into recently was like, how, what does my rich life actually look like? Is it actually like making a hundred k a year, or does it actually look a lot different? And I, I discovered it actually doesn't look anything like that. Um, and you've heard of people like over and over again that like they'll make, I don't know, like a pretty like basic average wage. Um, if we were kind of classifying it on averages in the UK, they might be making like twenty five k a year and be absolutely sound, happy as happy as Larry, not a care in the world. They've got enough money to afford food. They've got enough money to get a um, roof over their head and they can go out for a meal every weekend and that that's them that's all they need to be happy and people will kind of look at these people and go like I don't get it like some people just won't get it and I struggled with this for a while as well like I always thought I need more money I need more money I need to make more I need to make more I need to make more and if you're a coach listening to this you will realize that like the industry is like I'm not gonna say poisoned but the industry is very much about this like this coach made 10k this month, this coach made 20k this month, and we're like led to believe that that's what we should be chasing, when in reality, 
it's fucking pretty unrealistic for a lot of people. Um, not to say it can't be done because it obviously can. Um, but with more money comes more problems. Um, and sometimes people don't actually want to go that far. So let me, I'm not, this is, by the way, this is not a self-employed specific. This is not a coach specific um, podcast. This is very much for anyone. Um, and if you're listening right now and you're like, this is going to be boring, I promise you hang around because I'm, I'm pretty con- convinced that this is going to be a, a good, valuable podcast for absolutely everyone. Um, I'm also recording this on my phone right now, so I will have a video version of this as well. So let me just move this about. Um, so there, you've heard a lot of facts about money, and you've probably heard some of these things about like lottery winners that lottery winners end up end up actually like quite unhappy um, and unfulfilled with their life after winning all this money. Um, which again is is true to a certain extent, and I think a lot of lottery winners find that yeah, the, the million pounds that they won didn't actually change their life and make them any happier if they weren't already happy. Momentarily, like for the first few months, everyone gets this initial buzz, this, this massive hit of dopamine, and they're like, fuck, I've got all the money I can I could use. I'm going to go on holiday. I'm going to go here. I'm going to buy this car. And in reality, majority of the time, well, according to studies, and I'm sure there will be some... Um, cases out there where people are absolutely delighted with winning one million I'm sure everyone would be but it sometimes papers over the cracks of the problems that person already had and it doesn't fix them and in reality money doesn't fix all problems when we are on probably the lower bracket of um of wage in the UK there is no doubt in the world that if you are struggling for money struggling for food we're in a recession right now money's hard to come by um probably the majority of you listening would say absolutely screw it like if you gave me another 20 grand a year things would be easier and there's probably no doubt about that but it's when we go beyond that and if you are someone that's aspiring to to make like over 100k a year um and you are someone that's like chasing money more money more money more money and i think we actually now find that and it's a lot of these studies kind of done in the us um we find that and again you're not going to, it's going to be a bit confusing because you're going to have to kind of like translate into dollars and I've not got it in, in pounds um, or euros here. But actual satisfaction and actual happiness in life, I think it kind of ends up being saturated around, and this is again, American dollars, um, around 100K a year, which I'm not even going to pretend I know what the um, exchange rate is into pounds there, but People basically stated that once they get around 100k a year, anything over that a year doesn't inherently make them any happier with their lives. Um, and I'll explain kind of why this would be as we move forward. Um, and also, like you've got to take in con- into consideration the tax bracket as well, especially when we're floating around like the average kind of wage in the UK. So tax free, we're obviously up to 12 and a half. Basic rate at 20%, we're around. Um, we're just over that tax bracket of, of 12 um, up to around about 46 grand to 50 grand. No, it's, it's 50 grand as of 1920, but it's maybe went up a little bit. Um, and then when we go above 50K, anywhere to 150K a year, um, we're getting taxed 40% and anything over that's 45%. But again, I could understand that that's maybe changed from 2020, um, but it's just a rough estimate of, of the tax bracket. So it's like, yeah, okay, like if you're making anywhere up to 50k a year once you go over that you're going to get taxed an extra 20 percent. so 
in reality, like you're probably going to end up not making quite as much more as you would making just under that tax bracket. And obviously, there's a there's a people that can be smart and they can float just below the tax bracket. And there's loads of different ways people do shit with this kind of stuff. Um, I'm not savvy enough right now to to even look into this and to give you any tips. That's not something that I'm entirely into, which I probably should be. I probably should be a bit more savvy with it. Um, but this, again, as I said, is not like a how to save you money podcast. This is a how to adjust your mindset to money podcast. Um, so someone like put so that was in the book that I was reading, you put something like really, really simple in. It was like this. So if I have 1 million in the bank, that makes me a millionaire. But if I spend, like say for example, I'm spending like 100 150K a year, or I go and spend like half a million on a Bugatti or something like that, I'm no longer a millionaire. You're only a millionaire if you have a million in the bank. Um, so I think it's important to remember like, that like a lot of people will state they're like millionaires or a lot of people will state, ah, if, like I, I make X amount a year. Um, I might make, um, I don't know, someone just blown about how much money they make. That does not take into account how much they're actually spending on a yearly basis or on a monthly basis. Someone with 100K, um, someone that says I make 100K a year might not be richer than someone that's got, that makes 50K a year because something that you'll probably understand yourself and you've probably seen over and over again, you very often adjust your spending habits to the money that you get on a monthly basis. You very much, as a, obviously as a business owner, that happens as well. But I think everyone will agree that when they got that little 5K or 10K wage rise, um, probably ended up moving into a bigger house, buying a bigger car, buying more clothes, going on more holidays. And usually you end up just adjusting to the money that you now make. Um, it's it's something that I've, I've seen quite a lot of. And also like when we look at so-called rich people from the outside in um, and we see an expensive car or we see expensive clothes or we see like this expensive mortgage, we, we sometimes don't actually look at the fact that this could be a massive cover up for insecurities. This could be a massive, like this person could be spending 40% of their monthly wage on a car, when in reality, it's a ridiculous decision to be making because they don't then have enough money and they're constantly in this state of scarcity where they're like, shit, am I going to have enough money to afford the mortgage or am I going to have enough money to afford food this year, uh, this this week because of the fact they're spending so much on a car. So it's important to just take things, don't take things just... Um, don't read a book by its cover. Um, that's, I'm pretty sure that's the same. I can't I can't believe I would have got that wrong. Don't judge a book by its cover. How the fuck did I get that wrong? I've decided I'm not swearing on this podcast either. So yeah, it's important to not just look at someone and go, oh, they must be absolutely buzzing. Like they've got a Lambo. They've got a, they've got a brand new Merc because it's not always the case. And we shouldn't now look at these people and think they're the pinnacle because we don't know what's going on behind closed scenes. I'm getting these and then I was, he's wrong all day and I just swore so we're going back to like the the lottery winners thing um when we win a big massive chunk of money or when we get rich what do we then do like I'm sure you've like kind of thought about what you would do when you when you win the lottery or what you would do if you just won a big massive chunk of money tomorrow you probably quit your job you go and lie on a beach you just go and you just chill out in infinitely you just do nothing for the rest of your life but in reality 
would then just like end up like a dog, just a dog who just like wakes up, eats some food and goes and lies down again and does nothing with their life. They don't really have much purpose. And that's a shame on dogs because dogs obviously have a, a very good purpose because we love dogs and dogs love us. That's their purpose. However, just for the analogy, would we just then sit around for the rest of our life? Um, if we did that, and this is, again, what you often see with lottery winners, because they quit their job, they end up doing nothing, they get bored, and they've got all this money in the world, they can go anywhere at any point, and the actual ability to be able to do nothing with your life and to be able to go anywhere you want actually takes away from the some of the, the deep-rooted human needs that we have, because Jordan Peterson put this really well on a podcast that I listened to before. So as a human being, you want purpose. You want to be you want to be climbing up a hill. You don't want to just be sitting at the top of it. Because if you sit at the top of it, you get bored. As a human being, we are fine-tuned. We're not fine-tuned. We are deep-rooted to actually want to climb up that hill, to face adversity, to face difficulty, to actually have a bit of purpose in our life. Um, like I could tell you tomorrow, if someone told me like there's 200K in the bank, you don't have to work for the next two years, I would... I'd get bored as fuck within a week. Honestly, I would get bored. I'd be like, what am I actually doing with my life? Because it's not, you're not living within your your highest values. You're not doing what you actually want to do with your life. In reality, again, some people would last longer than others. Some people would probably last a couple of years. Some people would last a couple of weeks. Um, it will get boring. It will get boring. So I think it's important to remember, like we need to stop trying to chase this 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 dog's life, like this life of just lying on our arse, doing nothing, eating food, just chilling. Because in reality, nobody actually wants to do that. Um, and you look at some of like the richest people on the planet, um, like Elon Musk, Jeff Bezos, well, probably two of the richest people in the world. I can guarantee you, again, I know this from just reading and watching things, these two are still working like fuck. They could literally, like Elon Musk could say, right, I'm selling Tesla, I'm selling SpaceX and make billions of pounds and never have to work a day in his life again. But that's not what he wanted, wants to do. Like he's got an infinite purpose of working towards something and like lying on his back is, is, is not going to be any good for him. Um, and again, it applies exactly the same for everyone else. Um, and I think this is why we see like, especially in like the, the late 1990s and early 2000s, like why you saw so many young footballers and actors and stuff like that just absolutely fucking their life once they won, once they had a amount of money, like after their first film or their first big contract, they got loads of money and then realized that life was like quite easy. They didn't really have to work too hard and they end up screwing their careers over. They end up turning to drugs, to alcohol, whatever it may be, because they then think they've done it. They think they've won. Um, and in reality, what happens is they go, like, again, you've heard of loads of stories about different footballers, they drink, they take drugs, they end up gambling. And they think because, and again, obviously, going out, having sex, whatever it may be. And they think like this rock and roll lifestyle of having loads of money is what they want. But it always comes down to the same thing. It always comes down to the same point. They end up getting bored, they end up getting kind of depressed and are just like, well, this isn't what I want in life because they've now got everything they could ever want at their at their feet and they don't have to work for it anymore. Again, goes back into the deep-rooted needs of a human being to be able to work towards something. That's what we want. Um, so 
again, relate it to your situation, relate it to um, what you're doing with your life. So this is kind of the main point of the podcast. The main point of the podcast was to delve into like what a rich life looks like for you. So I actually got asked this question a while ago and the my coach asked me, he was like, so how much money would I need to give you um, next year for you to be happy? And I was so stumped on the question. I was like, right, I thought about how much I'm making now. And then I went, um, okay, like add add 25%, something like that. When in reality, like I could have said any number there and I, I don't think I really would have known. And then he was like, well, why that much? Like, what does that, how much, what does that money now allow you to do that you aren't currently doing already? And that's where it really got me because I was like, right, okay, like, okay, what am I doing with my life right now? Like, and again, everyone's situation is different and everyone's answer is going to be different. Let's say, okay, if I have 25% more money, what could I actually do differently than what I'm doing right now? Can maybe invest in my business a little bit more? Can maybe go on an extra holiday in, in, in a year? I could maybe start shopping at M&S instead, instead of Aldi. Um, I mean, Aldi's the goat anyway, so why would you want to? Um, I could maybe buy some more expensive clothes. I could maybe um, buy a more expensive car. And in reality, when you think about all those things, like how many of those things do you really need? And are realistically any of those things going to make you happier? Again, very individual to the situation. If you are on the breadline, not making much money at all, obviously adding an extra, say for example, 25K on your yearly salary is going to make a massive difference. But if you are in a current situation where making an extra 20K or an extra 5K or 10K, even 500 pounds every couple of months, how much is that actually going to change your life? And is that realistically going to make you much happier? Um, and typically, if you delve into this, the answer is sometimes, well, not sometimes, more often than not, it's no. And again, the second question you asked me, it was like, if I gave you, if I put an extra 20K in your bank tomorrow, what would you do differently tomorrow? Would you do anything differently tomorrow? And if your answer is yes, I would go and splurge 10K on shopping and I would go and buy clothes and I'd buy a new car, then... In reality, if you really are your are your values and are your kind of spending habits really in a good place? Because in reality, if that's what you would do with an extra 20k, then you're probably gonna piss 40k, 50k, 60k up the wall if I was to give you it. Um next question would be who would you that would you spend time with anyone differently? Would you would you go anywhere else? Would you would you move house? Would you move to a different city? Would you do you start hanging about with different people? Um, maybe not. Again, this is just a question I'm asking you and it's, it's good to challenge yourself on it. Um, and then the main thing is like to really find out what, you, what your rich life is, you've got to try and align it with your values. So for me, my main values, and you've probably heard me speak about this before, my main values are like the job that I do, um, my family, the people that I spend time with the most, traveling, sport better in myself so when i think about having more money in my bank how many of those things that i've just listed my highest values how many of those things can i actually benefit by having more money the only one is probably travel travel costs money planes cost money holidays cost money so okay that's fine if i have a little bit more money i can go on more holidays yes that would be brilliant so the other four things 
realistically, if I had more money, can that change any of those things at all? And in reality, the holiday one is probably the least important value out of all the other things that I listed there. Family, my job, the people that I spend time with, my sport. Um, I cannot, I can, I can get good satisfaction from a holiday, but it's momentary. It's mom- fucking hell, Ryan. It's, it's temporary is the word I was looking for. But all those other things are a constant. My friends, my family, my job. These are the things that are giving me fulfillment on a daily basis. I cannot be on holiday every single week of the year. I can be on holiday maybe three or four times a year at, very, at the very most. Give me 20K more, maybe I could add in one more holiday. Is that going to make me much more happy? No. I just got, I just traded in my car the other week there and got another one. I'm pretty sure everyone has experienced this before. You get a new car. Yeah, it's really nice. It's got a better ride. It's more efficient on fuel. How quickly does the buzz wear off from the new car within a week or two weeks? You go and buy some new clothes. You go on that one night out. You look fucking amazing. It's a really nice polo shirt, whatever it is. It's really expensive. You put it in your cupboard. The next time you look at it, you're slightly underwhelmed. Like you're not got that same buzz to put it on as you did that first night. So, really have a think about what you find what is important for you in life and does more money make that thing better it's usually the answer is no um and again like i know i used to think about it all the time like i used to actually think oh imagine i had like imagine i had all this money imagine i won the lottery like i'd be like making a fucking go-kart track outside my house and I'd be like building this like amazing gym in my garage and like just like things would be so good. In reality, like that is that's not, it's not what I want. And in reality, like do you do you actually want to get like mega rich? Is having a million in the bank what you want for your life? It's not the money that you want. Like this is a something that you need to really think about. Like you don't necessarily want the money. Yeah, the money's good. The money facilitates certain things, but you don't want the money. You want the outcome from what the money's going to allow you to do. If you have more money, you're going to be able to go on more holidays, spend more time with your family. You're going to have less cares. You're going to have less worries. You're going to have less kind of, you're not going to be fretting as much when the tax bill comes through. You're not going to be worrying about how much the weekly shop costs. You're not going to be worrying about how much the electric and the bills cost. Um, That's why you want more money. It's not just because you want money in the bank. And I think, again, as a business owner, um, and again, I talked about the tax before, but more money's more money's more money sometimes equals more problems. Um, obviously, more tax it means that you start again spending money on different things. And yeah, look, I'm not going to try and and be like naive here and think that people just don't want more money because everyone does. Like, I'm pretty sure if I went around for for tomorrow and did a, a survey of every single person I spoke to. Let's say I spoke to 100 people. I think every single person would accept more money into their bank. If I was to double what they've got in the bank right now, they would go, thank you very much. But it's important to understand that there is there is a limit. Um, it is not the infinite answer to happiness. So I think then... If you can think about it, like what now? What now does your your rich life look like? How much money? Okay, being really realistic, how much how much more money do you need in the bank, or how much more money do you need in a year? How much more money do you need on a month or a weekly basis to take away some of 
the problems, the challenges, the worries that you've now got. Think about what that looks like first instead of looking at your your mansion that you're going to have in 10 years or your your Land Rover that you're going to have or your your pair of Gucci shoes or something like that. I mean, Gucci shoes are absolutely horrendous. So I wouldn't be thinking about them. Um, and think about, the, like, when does it end? Like, when does it stop? Because you you see these businessmen, these these rich kind of types, um, like they'll get 100K, then they want 150K, then they want 200K, then they want half a uh, quarter of a million, then they want half a million, then they want a million a year. Like, when does it stop? Because it needs to stop or else you're just on the hedonic treadmill. And the hedonic treadmill is just a kind of analogy that I would use. Like, when you jump on a treadmill, you go nowhere. And the hedonic treadmill never goes off. It stays at 50 miles per hour and you've got to keep running. You've got to keep running, chasing that carrot on the end of it. Um, and it just keeps getting further away because it never stops. It just never stops. And that kind of end goal that you had and that that dream life and that dream car and that dream house just keeps getting further away because you get the, you get the next one and then you're like, okay, I need another one and another one and another one. Um, so it's, yeah, it's important to understand that like, it can't just be more and more and more and more and more because you will never be happy with your life if you keep chasing that. But now a couple of practical tips with money um, because it's, it's, it's pointless in telling you all these things and saying that you can have a better mindset with money if you start thinking about things differently. But realistically, you've got to start doing some different things as well with your money. So like I, I'm very much an impulsive person that, Again, like I'm clicking buttons on Amazon, forgetting that actually there's money attached to these things that you're buying or possibly kind of in a cashless society, which we're kind of going towards. Um, when we hand over that £10 note, you very much are more in tune with, I am handing over money, I am parting with my money. You see a chunk of £500 in your wallet, you almost see more value in that than you do if you transfer £500 through your RBS account there are other bank providers available. Um, so budgeting, using spreadsheets, using money pots. These are a couple of things that I've done, um, not just as a self-employed business, but also just as an, an individual, just to make sure I've got my money clear. Um, one of the, something I implemented not that long ago was money pots in my online banking. And this is actually really, really helpful. So if we have one bank account, and we've got just this massive chunk of money in there. It's all the money you own right now. All the money you've got saved is in one bank account. That can become very, um, what's the word? Oh, fucking hell, Ryan. My brain's still on this stagger. It's still full of Heineken. So it's it's not quite going, it's not quite in tune yet. So with the money, like with having one money put, you very much see that bigger number and you're like, right, okay, I've got this much money. And then if you've got, outgoings every single month coming out of that account you almost get triggered by seeing 500 coming out for the mortgage or you see 200 coming out for the car or you see that gas and electric coming out and you can get triggered because you're like stop taking away from my massive that number i've got in there that that chunk of money that i've got so what i find a really useful thing to do is and you can do this on rbs i'm not entirely sure about all the other accounts but i'm pretty much guaranteeing that you can so i've basically got about i thought it's eight um, eight accounts, so 
eight different accounts on RBS and you can open pretty much as many as you want. You can open like Isa's, Isa's, Isa from Still Game, Isa. Um, uh, that was a little bit of a brain fart. Um, you can open like several different accounts. Um, if you do have a business, you can obviously open business accounts. Um, you just need to go into your bank and do it or you can do it through the app pretty much most of the time. Um, even just like a regular saver. Um, again, I'm not going to delve into like what savings accounts you should be opening. There is ones where you can get interest on putting X amount of money in each month, which are probably a useful thing to do. I'm not going to pretend to know exactly what I'm doing with these. But the principle is having different accounts for different things is going to be really, really helpful. So one account could be the mortgage, could be the rent, could be utilities, could be anything to do with like money that comes out on a monthly basis, any subscriptions and stuff like that. So you basically know how much money you need to have in that account every single month and you know how much money is coming out of that account every single month as well. Um, again, your next account could be for anything that you kind of want to do yourself. Like, uh, sounds a bit weird, but in terms of like going out for dinner, going out for meals, going out for social events, um, this is like your money you've got to like just spend on fun, spend on fun things. You could also have another account for a, a savings account. So if you're saving up for something in particular, um, say for example, it's a car or it's a it's a mortgage or it's, or it's a holiday or something like that, stick money into that account. And then again, you see the total that you're working towards. Um, and then anything else, anything else you want to you wanna spend your money on or anything else you, you want to see separate from that. Because then what that allows you to do, it allows you to visually budget for the next month. It allows you to know how much money you've got to spend. Um, and again, if one month's really hard, then there might just not be so much money going to the social account or there might just not be so much money going into the savings account. But you could see the problem that would come with having all that money in the one account. You get very much triggered when big chunks of money come out of it and you would even at times, like I know I'm like, like if I was out on a night out and I was tapping my card and like I had just looked at my one bank account, I'd be like, oh, I've got plenty of money. But in reality, like you're almost forgetting about the £1,000 plus or however much it is that comes out on a monthly basis for your utilities and for your mortgage and stuff like that. So very much important to do this. If you've not got money pots and you've not got different accounts, if you've only got one or two accounts, I would recommend big time opening a couple more um, just so you can really see them. And then even better than that, if you do want to be like a little geek, um, some sort of spreadsheet, some sort of Excel sheet. There's plenty of apps you can do this on. You can do it on QuickBooks, QuickBooks, not QuickBooks, QuickBooks. Why can't I say books? Um, and just essentially open open one of those and just budget, again, the same kind of idea. Um, and just, yeah, just making sure you know what's going in and what's going out. And if you live in a couple as well, this is obviously going to be, and you've got two incomes, this is going to be helpful as well. If you can maybe have like an account for what you're both spending money on. And yeah, again, it's totally down to your personal preference. Um, But then like on the opposite side, I wanted to make this point as well. What has happened? One second. I again, story of my life, Ellie, FaceTiming me and, and disrupting my podcast and my calls. Um, totally. No, actually, I think I remember where I was. Let's keep going. Um, yeah, so basically what I was talking about was the scarcity that 
comes with having to save money and having to make sure that you've got enough money. Without scarcity, there's there's going to be no care for your money. And without having a little bit of a little bit of control around it, you're you're going to be pissing money up the wall. So actually knowing that money is going to be possibly tight or knowing that you have to budget your money, it's going to make you a lot smarter with your money. It's going to make you a lot more controlled. And now you don't need to be like tight with money to be able to do this. Like, again, I think everyone will probably be in this mindset right now because of the fact of the state that the country's in and how much fucking fuel costs and how much gas and electric is going to cost. And it's going to go up and it's going to continue to go up. Well, maybe not fuel, but gas and electric, obviously. We've probably all seen Martin Lewis um, talking about it. It's, it's, it's not going in a good direction. Um, so that scarcity with money, I think a positive way to look at it is that'll allow us to gain more control, more care over our money, hopefully, um, rather than just having this this mindset of, oh, we're fucked. Because we're not fucked. We can get through this. Um, I got to sound like some sort of like government minister or something like that. We will be able to get through it. It's just going to take more care. It's going to take more control. Um, and yeah, again, it's, it's easy to say, it's not easy to do, but we want to try and not be a total donkey on the edge and just be totally worrying about money through our whole 20s and 30s. Like, again, I know most of the people that listen to this are in their 20s, early 30s. And um, imagine like if we're spending our whole 20s and our whole 30s worrying about money, it's it's going to be a pretty miserable 10 years plus. Um, we want to gain some control. We want to gain some savings, some cash reserves to make sure that we aren't totally just living every single year worrying about money. Again, that's nobody's fault. And I, I know there will be the wee months, there'll be years, there'll be a long period of time where you possibly do worry about money. Like I'd be weird if you hadn't been in that mindset because I certainly have and I think everyone's had a moment in time like that. I mean when I was I when I was in Australia, like I was it sounds weird to think about it, but me and my pal that were living over there were literally like eating like this frozen fish and and rice with barbecue that sounds mental like barbecue sauce because they were like the four cheapest items in the supermarket. I mean, it didn't taste that bad. Like it, it tasted fine and it it hit all the macronutrients. Like I was, um, I should have I should have been coaching people by then like how to how to eat high protein and and lose body fat on fucking five dollars a week. Um, it was the lowest budget meal I've seen us go like four days in a row eating the same meal. Um, well, the same two meals in a day and just like not eating later at night. Like, I mean, we we're fine. We we're healthy. We had a roof over our head. It wasn't like we were on the street or anything like that. Um, and to be absolutely honest, we probably spent pistol or money up the wall on on uh, some sort of Australian beer. Sort of try and name one there, two E's or something like that. Um, so yeah, our little fat lamb, anyone that knows what that is, that's another one. Like I probably spent a good 20 quid a week on that shit. If you've if you've had that before, you will know it's absolutely lethal. I don't know what they put in that shit. Um, it's like a cider or something, I think. Yeah, that was mental. Um, anyway, off subject. Yeah, it's again, it's it's hard to help. Like you can't just decide you have savings because sometimes it's too hard to save. But try and be a little bit more savvy with our money. Get a little bit of a cash reserve behind you. And all that'll do is it'll just create a little bit of security and it'll mean that you're not constantly worrying about money. Um, so moving forward, the last little thing that I want to speak about was materialism because materialism is killing our savings. Um, and 
looking for validation out with our own household and looking for acceptance from people on Instagram and our peers and people we work with. Uh, look at the car I've got, look at the clothes I've got, look at where I am on holiday. And just for this purpose, people are so focused on having to appear in a certain way to others. Um, and it is it is rife, like just throughout Scotland and the UK, probably worse than any other country I've been to. Maybe the US is probably the same, but I've never been to the US, so I wouldn't know. But like having the fanciest car, like literally bankrupting yourself to have like a Merc on, on PCP just because you think it makes you look good and trying to like, I've, literally people are buying like clothes on Klarna. People are renting Gucci clothes, renting Givenchy and Burberry and stuff. Givenchy, is it not Givenchy or something? Fuck knows. Um, people are renting these clothes and stuff like that. And they're literally like buying likes on Instagram and like making everything look as if it is a certain way, looking as if they're like, they're thriving. Oh, look at that guy. He's just got a new Merc, a new BMW. Look at this guy. Look at the clothes he's wearing. Um, oh, look at the holidays this guy's going on. But he comes home and he's got literally like 20 quid to his name he's in an overdraft i'm saying he 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 whoever you want to talk about and it's all because of they want this validation from from other people and they see other people and people get like totally their mindset gets totally skewed because they see other people and again this might be someone else that can't afford it or there's someone else that can afford it driving a bmw or driving a merc or wearing really fancy clothes, wearing Stone Island, whatever it is. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with wearing these clothes, but the problem comes when we're spending every fucking penny we have on these clothes to just look a certain way and to fit into a certain group. That's one thing I'm glad I got over because I was very much guilty for that. I was like having, I was buying Stone Island and stuff like that. And again, people do it. Like they'll start wearing the fake versions of these clothes just to fit in or just to look a certain way. And I think it's important that like, if you are one of these people and you're listening to this right now, actually have a think about why you wear these clothes. Do you just like wearing expensive clothes? Is it something that you really love? Is it something that you find important? Um, everyone's got like a certain taste, like an expensive taste. Like I'll buy the best um, gym clothes or the best football boots, whatever it may be, something like that. And some other people might look at that and go, what's the point in that? Um, so I'm not knocking all this stuff. Some people do just like having a really nice car and they like, like having really nice clothes and they like putting stuff on Instagram. I'm, I do that. I'd probably sometimes make my life look a little bit better than it actually is at times on Instagram. So I'm not saying I'm fully, um, I'm not guilty of this stuff because I probably have been in the past and probably still am in certain amounts, but just not as much as I used to be. So have a, th have a little think to yourself. Are you actually only wearing these clothes, only buying these cars that you can't afford because you want validation? Or is it because you actually want the car? Um, I would constantly question that um, because what's the point in being in this constant scarcity mindset, constantly worrying about money, not having any savings for important things in your life, um, not being anywhere closer to affording that house that you want or not being anywhere closer to affording that like dream holiday you've been wanting to go on because you keep pissing it up the wall with stuff that you can't afford um and i think that kind of ties in nicely to being able to feel more confident about money being able to feel more comfortable about the spending that you're doing um so hopefully that was reasonably helpful and hopefully it didn't come across as too like preachy because I didn't want it to be preachy. I just wanted to basically share my 
share my story and about how I kind of was able to really come into this mindset of like what my rich life looks like. Um, and it doesn't look much different from what the way I'm living right now. And I'm really grateful for that. And I know it's not the case for everyone. I don't really want much to change in my life from where it is right now in terms of how much money I want to make um, in terms of the things that I'm going to do. I, I honestly could say, like, I think I'll probably be doing a lot of the same stuff with an extra 20K in my bank if I ever had it. Um, but for just now, I'm not, I'm not chasing it. Um, so there's one of two camps to be in. If you've got enough, if you're comfortable, how can we just sit in that for a while and actually enjoy it rather than having to chase the next the next zero on the end of the of the number? Or if you are in the camp of actually I do need a little bit more to start living what I would classify as my rich life, start working towards that. Let's start budgeting, let's start being smarter with our money. Let's start stop. Let's start and stop. Let's stop being so focused on materialism, validation and stuff like that. Um, and see if you can move on to the to the next stage. But if you took anything away from that, um, or if you actually want a little spreadsheet that I've made, I say I've made it. There is a there is a slight template. I've adjusted it for for myself to basically record my spending. Um, let me know, and I can I can fire fire that over to you through email. A um, couple of other little things to touch on. Um, email list is active right now. You can sign up if you want. Um, I think that was all I was going to say, to be honest. And make sure to check out um, the podcast's sponsor, KSOX. Um, I've got the the link in the bio for the podcast. Um, and as usual, guys, if you took anything away from that, can you please share it on Instagram? Um, it helps the, helps the podcast grow. Thank you very much.